your exclusive home of the D-backs. Diamondbacks. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. D-backs manager Tori Lovello joins Burns and Gambo to talk D-backs baseball. Really setting the tone for his timeliness. Tori Lovello, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. Really, you're setting a high bar for next season, Tori. I hope you appreciate that. You know, I'm hot. I'm two for my last two. That's what I'm going to focus <laughs> there on. There you go. So I got, I got, I got to make nice with you guys somehow, some way. So yeah. I just figured calling on time would be the right thing. Yeah, we'll forget the fact that you were one for your last fourteen before these. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you, you're out of the slump, though. You, you, you broke the slump. Yeah, you broke the one for fourteen slump with you calling in on time for your own segment. So congratulations on that, Tori. We're all proud of you. <laughs> all right, we always say, let, let's just start. We always say solo homers don't beat you, right? So Renfro. It's the solo homer. It's uh, you're still fine, right? Man to play on the mound. You're still in good shape, right there. Four two, but errors do beat you. And uh, Christian Walker doesn't make many of them. Now that was a hard hit ball. That was a tough one to handle. But those two runs score. They end up tying the game. They end up winning the game on you. And uh, and again, uh, the solo homer. I'm sure you weren't too worried about. But you know, you put guys on base, you make errors, then you lose the game. Yeah, last night was was a gut punch. And I, look, I've gotten gone on the air with you guys now um, for the whole season, and I've told you that probably ten, twelve times. And we got to eliminate those types of games. That's our focus. You know, I got together with the staff, and we talked about how are we going to keep pushing forward to eliminate this type of a game. Because if we do, we we're talking about having a different type of season. And to get to where we want to get to, we got we got to make those plays and make pitches and and you know extend leads when we're supposed to. But you're absolutely right. You know, you get the solo home run doesn't hurt you. Still four two. We pick up a ground ball. Uh, you get one out, nobody on. It just gave them a little bit of life. Uh, I thought Joe continued to make a pitch, make pitches the best way he could, and we had a ball hit the walk. Unfortunately, didn't make the play. That happens. Uh, Christian was extremely accountable. He came into my office. We discussed the play. He felt terrible about it, and I told him we win as a team and we lose as a team. This is not your fault. It's everybody's fault. So we got to push through this. We got to push through the hard times. We got two games left. We're going to give everything we have, but we got to make some improvements overall about how to get to that next level, make plays, and finish games. We're going to figure that out for for next season. But how different is it? Walker's been great for you. He should win a gold glove. He's been a fantastic defensive first baseman. I mean, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes like that, but the bullpen does. So, I mean, for you, I'm sure, you know, you've been dealing with the bullpen all year long. Walker has been a great defensive first baseman. I agree with you. Walker... has made himself, you know, a legitimate gold glove um, consideration. And that's through a lot of hard work, a lot of reps with Tony Perez Chica, um, and just getting it done. And, you know, to be a confident player, to be a confident fielder, um, you got to know that you've laid that foundation down. And, and he, he'd make that play 99 out of 100 times, or probably 100 out of 100. This yesterday was such an outlier. And, uh, you know, once again, he, he did feel terrible for it. But, um, you know, we got to improve in a couple areas, and, and I highlighted those. And, and the bullpen, of course, yeah, we want to lock down a game that's 4-1. to one. But once again, it's not their fault. It's everybody's fault. We, we all lost that game together. Troy Lovello, the manager of the Diamondbacks, our guest here in the Burns and Gamble Show. Two games left for the D-backs there in Milwaukee tonight for the first of those two remaining games. you got Zach Allen going for the final time this season tonight. I, I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but from a broad perspective, how important was it to get him back to this version of himself over the course of this entire season, Tori? 
Yeah, well, first of all, um, the type of year he's having, I hope he gets some um, some Cy Young consideration. Uh, and we knew what he was capable of doing. We saw it in spurts over the past couple of years. Last year was not a great year for him um, from an injury standpoint, and he was just battling different things throughout the course of the season. But I think from maybe like early June, late May, he has been on this unstoppable run where he is landing all of his pitches. It's, it's a three-to-four pitch mix. Uh, driving fastballs, getting ahead in counts, and it's translated into some some very very productive games. And you, know, you go forty plus scoreless innings, scoreless. That's not allowing a run. Not talking about an earned run, a run. Um, you know, it's it's a, it was an epic run for him. And uh, you know, that's through the hard work and everything that he does to prepare to go out and compete. And when you talk about somebody that's very competitive, he does not want to give you one inch. He does not want anything to happen outside of what he's planning for. And hopefully we get to see that tonight as as well. How enjoyable is it to you when you see Corbin Carroll just hit a ball in the gap, just knowing that like (laughs) the the chances, like he's going to be a third where most people Well, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, how fast he was last night. Listen, half the, more than half the players in this league, that's just a double. It's a stand up double. You're not going to take any chance with him. It's like you, you, anything in the gap has a real legitimate chance of being a triple. Yeah, you know, uh, you're right. I'm going to say 95% of the players in this league are jogging into second base and taking off their shin guard before they get to the base and looking cool for the bat boy to come and pick it up. You that would have been and you when you played. And peeling off the batting gloves. Corbin, I, I, I ask the fans to do this. Anytime you see him hit a ball into the gap, watch, turn and watch him. Do not watch where the ball is. Don't watch where the fielders are. And we have about four or five players that I like to do this with. Watch the runner. Watch them cutting off the angles at, at, at each base. The, the rounds around each base are limited. There's there's so much grace in, in combination with this power and speed that it's amazing. We all knew when that ball was going to that gap, it was hit 107 miles an hour. We knew it was a triple, 100% triple, and it was fun for all of us to watch. Okay, there's speed, right? And and we've seen players, I mean, Lou Brock had speed. Ricky Henderson had speed. Um, you know, Willie McGee had speed. Vince Coleman had speed. We, we know the guys that had speed. His, mm-hmm. his base running, though, right? The angles, the way he hits the bag. You never see him take a misstep on a bag as he's making that angle, going around second, going around third. I mean, is that is that a is that a coachable thing or is that just instincts by him? Well, we it's both. We have one of the best coaches in baseball teaching our base running, Dave McKay. He talks about hitting every bag with your right foot. You know, they they talk about staggering, trying to get you know that that your left foot so you get your body turned around. No, Dave McKay wants your angles to be crisp and clean, and by hitting it with your right foot. So we should have right foot touchers around every base. Corbin does a great job of that. That helps get him in line. And once he gets past that bag, he is in the baseline as quickly as anybody as I've seen taking the most direct path between two points. So it's efficient um, because of what we expect and we've taught it and drilled it. But then there's just some natural God-given ability that allows him to go at at an unbelievable pace. So combination of both things. Listen, uh, Dre Jameson's ability to to, to miss bats, you know how much I love guys that can miss bats. And we haven't had that on this this team in a while. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about Tommy Henry because I thought that Mm -hmm. was a great outing. You know, going up, the Brewers were still in it last night. They still had a chance. They were playing for their playoff lives. 
And he goes out there, and I thought he threw a gem of a game. Six and a third, three hits, only walked one in the game, struck out five, looked like he was in control, looked like he got ahead of everybody. What did you think of that performance by him? Yeah, exactly that. Um, he, had, he had 10 days since his last start. We identified a couple things. Stromi identified a couple things that needed to take place over some bullpens that he was going to be able to throw. And he went back to the drawing board, and they came up with a great game plan. And, you know, that's all great stuff. You can you can work on something, talk about it, and then develop a game plan. But for him to go out and execute it right before our very eyes is what stands out more to me than anything. All of our young pitchers, you named them, Dre, Tommy, uh, Ryan Nelson, they have an, had an unbelievable ability to go out and execute at a very high level. So that I got to give credit to player development and that entire group because that doesn't just happen by flipping a switch. They got here and they were extremely prepared and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And Tommy needed that outing. I know he didn't have a very good outing um, his last time, but he made some quality adjustments. And when you make quality adjustments as a, as a uh, as a young player, young pitcher, those are the things that we're all looking for. Because you know you're not going to be satisfied and you're going to get better start to start. Last one for Troy Lavello before we let him go. We appreciate him joining us so close to game time. 440 is the first pitch. My, uh, my question is about tomorrow, tomorrow's starter, Merrill Kelly. Five and two-thirds mm-hmm. innings. How much rope? How much wiggle room? How long do you leave him out there to get those 200 innings, Skip? Yeah, yeah, great question. It's something that we, he and I have talked about. Uh, it's something that he wants wants to go out and try try to get to. Uh, but I'm not going to put him in harm's way. I, you know, I'll, I'll have a conversation with him like I always do and tell him these are these are the the, the boundaries. This is where we're going to go, uh, and we're going to get it done. And we're going to get it done within within this pitch limit. Uh, I, there will be some wiggle room in there. This is a great accomplishment. If he gets the opportunity to throw 200 innings, not a lot of pitchers are doing it today. I think it puts him in a different category. But what we already know about him, he's already in that category for us. So whether he gets it or not um, is uh, completely up to him, but it's not going to change my opinion of him. He's a very special, very special pitcher, and we'll be here for a very long time. For those of us scoring at home, give me a little wiggle room here. What's uh, what, what are you looking at pitch limit-wise for him in that game tomorrow? Give me a roundabout number. Yeah, it'll start at 100, and then I'll just I'll, I'll plus or minus it based on the, the the stress of each inning. But it it probably won't go much lower than 100. Uh, and you know, if we get into that 105, 108 range, I'm risking some 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 injury, and I, I don't want to do that. So we'll we'll start at 100. And it'll be plus or minus right in that area. Tori, as always, we appreciate it again, especially so close to game time. Thanks for your time. Okay, boys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Skip. Talk to you next week. Troy Lavello joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. D-backs and the Brew Crew tonight, 441st pitch. You'll hear it on ESPN 620.